comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. I started teaching on walking in love. Somebody say walking in love. love. Say walking in love. love. Good. In the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 and 2. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 and 2. Ephesians 5 1 and 2. Therefore be ye imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering. And the sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Somebody say sweet smelling aroma. aroma. Amen. Amen. I think there's an advert like that. Sweet smelling aroma. Nice fragrance. The Bible says when you walk in love, you smell nice. Turn to your neighbor and say when you walk in love. You smell nice. Every time people walk in love, they create a very nice and conducive atmosphere. Everything thrives in love. When love is real, when love is genuine, people are able to fulfill their maximum best in God. And this, we are looking at walking in love. Somebody say walking in love. love. I started by, first of all, establishing the fact that love is a call. Somebody say love is a call. Love is a command. Uh And as a command, all of us are obliged by God to obey it. Everybody is expected to walk in love. In the book of John chapter 13 verse 35, he said, by this, all men will know you are my disciples indeed because you have love one for another. So if you are looking for something that really identifies you as a Christian and as a child of God, it's not because you come to church. Am I speaking to people here? It's not because you come to church. Coming to church is nice. Leading worship is nice. Preaching like I'm doing now is nice. But the real and the most important thing of your love, of your relationship with God, is your love work. Somebody say your love work. If your love work is fake, your Christian life is fake. If you cannot walk in love, you cannot walk in harmony with others, there is something fundamentally wrong with your Christian life. The Bible said, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. God is love. Somebody say, God is love. love. Uh, So if you are a child of God, you must be demonstrating and exhibiting love. And we started last week, I think last two weeks, to look at the details. When we say we are walking in love or we love one another, what does it mean? What does it require of us? In the first service, we started looking, I think last two weeks, we started looking at the fact that love is not envious. Somebody say, love is not envious. So, we establish that there are things love is or love are and there are things love is not. Love is kind. When you say you love somebody, kindness must be demonstrated. Praise God. You can't speak unkind words about Ken and when you meet him, 
face to face, you say, Ken, I love you with the love of God. You are a fake Christian. There are some people, we send some what text messages or what WhatsApp messages about people. And when we see them, we give them a hug as if we are angels that have descended. Our hearts are crooked and wicked. You can't look at me and say, Pastor, you are a fantastic pastor. Then, behind my back, you have all kinds of thoughts and all kinds of utterances against me. Now, let's look at Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 22, because that's where we are going to focus. Genesis 26, verse 12 to 22. Then Isaac sold in that land and received in that same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Somebody said, the Lord blessed him. He sold, reaped, and the Lord blessed him. When, the manifest, when God's blessings have not fully manifested, it is easy to fool yourself that everybody likes you. When you actually begin life and you have not seen much, anybody at all can pretend to like you. It is very difficult to be liked, whether by your classmates or by people, when they see that your level has changed. If we used to be on the same class, in the same class, it's okay for us to be able to flow. But the moment you realize that his level has changed or her level has changed, immediately we begin to harbor envious feelings about them. Praise God. If you are driving some uh, uh, 1980 Jalopi, praise God. Yeah. Your car is one simple. You don't drive the car, the car drives you. Praise God. There are some cars, they drive them. Others, the cars are actually driving the people. Praise God. And all of us, maybe when you close church, you used to, uh, when you close church, before you move, people must assist you. <laughs> people must assist you. People must assist you. And all of a sudden, you come and this time, in some wild one. Praise God. You know, you know that car that when appears, it, it announces its presence. May you receive that kind of car. Yeah. <laughs> when the car is coming, uh, you can see that car is coming. You know that cars and that cars. May God give you that kind of car. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. The Bible said Isaac sold and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Now look at verse 13. Verse 13. The man was great and went forward and be grew until he became very great. Let's come to ordinary language that you can so easily understand. The King James, the new King James. He says, the man began to prosper. Somebody say began to prosper. And continuing prospering. Until he became what? Very prosperous. I realize that people can survive the first phase. Go back to verse 13. He began to prosper. When you begin prospering, they say, oh, it's a matter of time. He will lose it. So let's give him time. It's a matter of time. These churches, when they come, they just grow all of a sudden. After some time, everything will fizzle out. So they are just watching. Then you continue to prosper. They say, hey, it looks like now, I think baby, he must have gone somewhere. Praise God. Then when they realize that you have become very prosperous. That is, you see, when the thing, <laughs> when you begin to prosper, their envy can be in their hearts. 
When you continue prospering, it can still be in your heart. But when you become very prosperous, that is when they begin to manifest it physically. Look at verse 14. Verse 14. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of heads and a great number of servants so that the Philistines envied him. When you don't have anything, you may not be envied as much. But when you begin to get something, expect to be envied. Sometimes people are actually surprised when they are envied. But if you are really dreaming of greatness, that's something that you should also expect. Envy is a natural part of all great people. Anybody who ever moves from one to two, three to four, five to ten, all the time will come face to face with envy. Look at verse 15. Now the Philistine has stopped all the wells which his father's servants had done in the days of Abraham his father. And they have filled them with earth. Look at verse 16. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us for you are much mightier than we are. Then Isaac departed from there and put his sent in the valley of Gerah and dwelt there. 18. Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. 19. And so Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. 20. But the headsmen, somebody say the headsmen. The headsmen of Gera. Go to the King James. The headsmen of Gera. The Bible said they strove with them. Did strive with Isaac's headsmen. Saying the water is ours. And called the name of the well Isaac. Because they strove with him. 21. And they dig another well. Somebody say another well. And strove for that also. And he called the name of it Setna. 22. And he removed from things and dig another well. For that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. May the Lord bring you to Rehoboth. I said, may the Lord bring you to Rehoboth. Anywhere contention and strife is going, may God change your position. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, this is a biblical picture of envy. Somebody say envy. envy. And in this service, I'm focusing on two things. One, how to discern and detect envy. And then, how to deal with envy. Praise God. I'm looking at it in two contexts. Because I'm teaching you this so that one, you know when envy is coming up in your heart, you know how to stop it. And then when people are also envious of you, you know how to accommodate them. Praise God. Because sometimes people are envious of us and we are dining with them. People are envious of us and we are going to party with them. When we are doing our naming ceremony, we invite them. When we are doing our dedication, they are there. Praise God. When you are dedicating your new house, these are the people you call them. I pray that God will open your eyes. Some of the crises people sometimes find themselves in are crises that have been self-inflicted because they were not smart and uh, sensitive spiritually enough. Seven signs of envy. One. These are signs. When you see that they are in you, don't debate it. Just cry out for mercy. Somebody say mercy. mercy. Uh-huh. When you see that these signs are in you, towards a particular person, it is evidence enough 
that you are envious. And I know that even while I'm teaching, the envious spirit in you will be resisting them. But they will not stop it. Amen. Praise God. If you don't agree with them, it's because you are envious. Seven signs of envy. One. Number one, you are envious when you cannot openly celebrate the gift or success of other people. Can you stand when another person is celebrated? Can you stand it? It's always exciting when the story is about us. When your CD is being played. When your video is being shown. When people are singing and celebrating you all over the place. But when it's another person's turn to be celebrated, how do you feel about it? When people fail, we can all seem to hypocritically express sympathy. But when people succeed, usually there's something in us that begins to militate against it. You wish you were the one. And because you are not the one, something will be telling you. The person doesn't deserve it. When somebody drives a nice car, do you go to shake him? Or you begin to suspect him. Yeah, suspect him. Can you celebrate another person? We know that until this time they used to call you Mr. Beautiful or Miss, uh, Miss Ghana. Then all of a sudden another person comes and steals the whole show. Everyone's attention goes on the person. Can you stand and watch the person celebrated? When you went to the hospital, you were the finest doctor. Then all of a sudden a young one comes. And he seemed to know all the things. He's just so smart when it comes to dealing with people. And unfortunately, when he's a house officer. <laughs> yeah. And almost everybody is talking about him. Everybody is talking about him. Everybody is talking about him. Will you join to talk about You know, sometimes when people are, nice things are being said about somebody. If you are envious, you see that all of a sudden you begin to remember all their weaknesses. And where, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, and most of the time, that's where you begin to bring them out. Yeah. As if the people celebrating the person do not know their weakness. And I'm telling you, sometimes the people, sometimes the people who are celebrating them actually know their weakness very much, but they have decided to focus on his uh, success and his gift at the time. But an envious person will always be pointing you to your weakness at the time where you ought to be celebrated. So they come for your birthday party. They say, ah, Every, the baby in the amount for bio, but the drink was as I used to in Sobi. The drink was like watery, watery. It's, it's a sign of envy. It's a sign of envy. Yeah, it's a sign of envy. Yeah. Ah, the wedding, the wedding reception was so beautiful. But I think the person who did the rice, the, there was so much salt in it. How come? How come that's what you are saying? Yeah, it's a sign that you are envious. Listen, that. Envy, eh? Envy never announces itself. That's why you need to be very, very sensitive when people speak around you. As a leader and as a pastor, I'm very, very sensitive to the words people speak around me. Praise God. I don't. I don't. At all. Because people will never announce that they are envious of you. I remember there was an issue that happened and I was speaking with a person and the kind of things that came out of the person I said, wow! 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 Praise God! Wow! 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 When I finish, I say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah! That's it. That's it. Can you celebrate somebody else? Can you come for somebody's party and all you see is good? 
When you come to church, everything is not perfect. But if you are an envious person, you can see the weaknesses instead of focusing on the right things. Envious persons are always looking for loopholes. When we are focusing, because you see, you can't celebrate somebody until you focus on their giftings. Because every great person will have their own weaknesses. But at the time of their celebration, when everybody is singing their song, that is the time you are pointing us to which one they didn't do well. Now, grammar crowd, that pastor, you see the way he was speaking. I think he has a listen. I think his grammar, he needs to come up a bit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Somebody gives a very beautiful speech, a special occasion, and the person is called to give a speech. And you felt that because you teach English, you should have been given a platform. And you were not giving. And somebody was giving. And by the time the person is done, everybody is on their feet clapping. Wah, wah, wah. And that's the time you are seated as if uh, you can't be bothered. I mean, a dear crown, what, what was really special? You know, there are times people don't speak, but they give you an attitude that makes you know that, Charlie. This thing, this noise you guys are making, there's really nothing special here. It's as if those of you who are celebrating are actually fools. It's a sign of envy. You can't celebrate. You can't celebrate. John chapter 3, verse 15 to 16. I am showing you so you know them. Because nobody will ever come and announce to you that you are envious of you. Usually the people who can do that are demons. And nobody wants to be seen as a witch. Because witch, witches can actually be bored with their, with their negative spirit. The Bible said, as the people were in expectation of no reason in their heart about John, whether he was Christ or not, verse 16, John answered them saying to them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. Whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Everybody's attention was on John. John, you are the preacher of the moment. John, you are the greatest of all preachers. No preacher ever preached like you. No preacher ever made altar call like you. No preacher ever healed people like you. And then everybody was singing John's songs. And while they were singing a song, they actually said, John, tell us, are you the Jesus we are waiting for? Tell us, are you the Christ? If John was envious, he would have told them, ah, what do you need to hear again? Can't you see all the people are getting baptized? Can't you see the people are giving their life to Christ? I'm the Christ, the one you've been waiting for. But John said, no, I'm not the Christ. There's somebody coming after me. He's greater. You should meet that person. He's greater. That was somebody who was very confident in himself. Confident in himself. Confident in himself. Joseph's brothers, out of envy, could not stand his gift. When he dreamt, they hated him. He said, ah, how can you be talking like this? Are you saying that in this family, you are going to be the biggest? At least you should thank God that you have one of the biggest people in your family. That's what you should thank God for. But at the time you are standing against, so that everybody, because envious spirit ultimately wants to keep everybody on ground zero. That's what every envious spirits do. They, their ultimate objective is to keep everybody at ground zero. If I don't own a bank, you should not own one. May the Lord help us. Amen. You are envious, number two. When you cannot relate or dwell peaceably or peacefully with people who appear more blessed and favored than you. When people in life, you always 
Favors always come in degrees. There are people who are taller. There are people who are shorter. There are people who come from very uh, prosperous backgrounds. Others do not. Am I communicating? But if you're because of envy, do you know that there are some people, they can't simply withstand and relate with people who are more prosperous? They just, they just cannot. They just cannot. They cannot. Every prosperous person is proud. You see, it's an envious spirit. It's an envious spirit because it cannot be that every prosperous person is proud. It's an envious spirit. They cannot stand others do well. So when they see them, yeah, 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 they have to brand you to spoil you. Praise God. They can't stand it. The moment Joseph began to dream, the brothers could not stand him. Look at that. The Bible said they could not, 37 verse 4, they could not speak peaceably with him. Go. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably with him. Somebody say peaceably. Sometimes you are with somebody in the office, you've not done anything, but you can see that this person doesn't want to get along with you at all. Sometimes you even try your best to get along, but they are simply not flowing with you. You don't have to go and pray and seek any prophetic guidance. That's envy in manifestation. That's what? Envy in manifestation. People that you have not... Sometimes you can even... Sometimes legitimately you may even offend them, apologize to them, ask them for your forgiveness. And after that, they will still not want to mind you. Relationships are not by force. If you don't know the reason why somebody doesn't want to flow with you, though you have done your best to make sure that a relationship works, don't worry your head about it. There are some of us who are moving from place to place trying to get certain people to help you get along with people who are actually looking for your downfall. They don't like you and it's simple. You don't have to do anything to win. Listen, don't try to cut an envious person's favor. You won't have it. Am I communicating somebody? Don't try to cut it. That's why you take them out for lunch. It won't change anything. That's why you do all kinds of things for them. It won't change anything. Their heart is wicked and is deceitful. And no, but no amount of your goodwill can change that. Praise God. All through, when, no matter what Jesus did, the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't like him. No matter what he did. Even when he healed somebody, they say you have healed. It's a good thing. But you have done it on the Sabbath day. Envy. Envy. You have, what you have done is good. But the day you did it is wrong. Don't, don't try. Don't try. The whole of, take your seat. The whole of Israel, were, they were, the whole nation of Israel was in captivity for 40, 40 days under one man. Somebody rises up and comes to deliver the person. And the whole, the king and the armies of the whole nation of Israel now goes after that single little person. And all through, do you know that the number one enemy of Saul when he was king was David? The one who brought deliverance. Now imagine, if David had not risen up to come and defeat Goliath, do you know that Saul would have lost his role as a king? Because so they, uh, Goliath would have taken over the nation of Israel and they would have all been slaves and would have wondered where Saul would be sitting as a throne, as a leader in the nation of Israel. But the person who delivered him obviously became his enemy. At the point he chased him, David was standing, he said, what have I done that you are coming after me like this? He had done nothing. 
And most of the time, sometimes people are actually worrying. They are worrying their heads. What is it that I've done? You are looking. Don't, please, don't worry yourself. If you have done something wrong and you have a good relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will tell you. If the Holy Spirit is not telling you anything, forget about any other person. They say, another Gina can. They say, no matter how the hen dances or the chicken dances, it will never please the hawk. The cock or what? It will never please the, the hawk. No matter how what dances. And that one you don't know. No, Akuko, I know it. I mean, I want the English. I can easily say the tree. Akuko besa sese dea enya akroma feda. That one I know it. But the akuko and the fowl, no matter how nice the fowl dances, the hawk will never be pleased. Stop trying to please hawks who will never be pleased. Am I communicating somebody? Stop. 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 Sometimes instead of doing good to people who love us, we are trying to waste our time and our resources to win the favor of people who will never like us. Number three, you are envious. When you focus your time and efforts and resources are sabotaging and destroying other people successful than you. You see, success can either inspire you or intimidate you. When people succeed around you, you can either be inspired by it to know that it's possible. When I hear that somebody, like for instance, uh, there's a pastor in Aiduasi, one campus guy, we with him in tech. In fact, he was uh, some years behind me. And I met him. And he, I heard somebody, we met at the front, somebody was telling me he was doing awesomely well. Praise God. Yeah, awesomely well. Awesomely well. I've been in the ministry much longer than he has been. But he's done quite a lot. Extensive. Planted churches. Has churches all over. Praise God. When I heard that, I said, wow, I need to meet this guy. Praise God. We visited him and we blessed him. Praise God. And I brought him here. I brought him here some time back. He brought him, and I'll bring him to come and preach here. Praise God. You can either be inspired or be intimidated. And there are people whose objective in life is not to make something good out of their lives. It's just to destroy other people. That's all. That's their sole objective. When they pick a phone to send WhatsApp, it's a message of destruction. When they are on phone talking, it's a conversation about distraction. They are planning evil. Do you know that that was the only thing that occupied Saul all his life? The moment the man like David showed up, Saul stopped fighting the enemies and he started focusing on his savior. The man who saved him became his number one enemy. The Philistines, somebody has dug a well and has gotten water to uh, get food in the midst of farming. These Philistines gathered, and all they were doing was use their energy. Go and fetch sun and fill the same earth. Your heart has to be cruel. That's, it. That's all they were doing. It takes a lot of energy to fetch sun and go and dump it in a pit. And they were filling it one after the other. The first one he died, they filled it. The second one he died. And thankfully, Isaac was still digging because anybody whom God has blessed, no man can stop him. You can't. You can't stop. The more they dug, the more Isaac was also digging fresh wells. And do you know that every time Isaac dug, he found a well? Every time he dug, he found a well. Every time he dug, he found a well. When somebody is blessing your family, eh? listen, 
Don't bring him down. Don't join the people who are bringing him down. Do your best to keep him up there. It's better to have one rich person in your family to have all poor people in your family. The worst place anybody can be is to be among the company of failures. Where everybody around you is a failure is the worst place anybody can be. And Africans have a chunk of failures because we don't know how to celebrate success. Everybody who is succeeding around us must have something evil attached to it. Praise God. Number four. You are envious when you feel excited or vindicated about the failures of others. When somebody fails, does it excite you? Failure naturally should not excite anybody. Am I communicating? Failure. That somebody has gone to crash his car and you are saying he deserves it. He should have even died in the process. It's, a, it's envy. It's envy. It's envy. Yeah. This, this car is bluffing all over the place. Now let's see. You see, it's envy. So when he was driving the car comfortably, you were not happy. You hated that he, he were the one. Because you are not the one. Look at Proverbs 17, verse 5. Proverbs 17, 5. Proverbs 17, 5. Whosoever mocked the poor reproached the maker, his maker, and he that is glad at calamities. Did you see that? Yeah. Are you glad at calamities? The Bible says, whosoever is glad at calamity shall not be unpunished. So when you get happy that people are, misfortune has befallen people. His car has crashed. He has lost his baby. His marriage is over. And that's what gets you excited. Wait, very soon it will be your turn. Because whatsoever a man soweth, the same he shall reap. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 17 and 18. The same thing is repeated there. Proverbs 17. He said, rejoice not when thy enemy falleth. Even your enemy rejoice not when he fall it. And let not the heart be glad when he stumble it. Verse 18, he says, Lest the Lord see it, and it displeases him, and he turns away his wrath from him. Don't, don't, don't be excited. Misfortune is misfortune. Am I communicating? Yeah, whether you like the person or not. That's why when somebody is bereaved, if you are not a devil, and you are not Satan, and you are not a witch, you don't go and sing about the person. You go and console the person. Is that not what we do? Yes. Sometimes we have your enemies attending. You will not attend your child's dedication or your child's wedding. But at least the barrier there. Somebody dies in your family, they will come. Am I complicating somebody? Your enemies can come for your somebody funeral. As for good things, they may not come. <laughs> Watch it. Number five. You are envious when you feel threatened or intimidated by the success of others. Do you feel intimidated? Why you feel intimidated or threatened by the success of others? Look, they said you are mightier than us. Go away from us. You are mightier than us. If I were the Philistines, I would have asked him, Isaac, what did you do that has made you mightier than us? Can you show us? But for them, they say you are mightier than us. Go away from us. Go away from us. Looks like uh, an African spirit. Praise God. I think the Philistines were Africans. <laughs> Mightier than us. Go away. When somebody is doing well, that is the person we want to bring down. That's the person we want to sabotage. That's the person we want to destroy. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 6 to 9. 1 Samuel 18, 6 to 9. So, when the victorious Israelites, 
army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine. Women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. Now go to verse 7. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands. And David his what? David his what? Okay. Then this made Saul very what? What did he say? What's this? He said, they credit David with ten thousands, and me with only thousands. Next, they will be making him their king. Become intimidated. Became. But who said you can stop somebody God has ordained from becoming a king? A king. No. If God has appointed the man to become a king, listen. Don't try stopping him. Praise God. Somebody may come to your firm as a national service person, but within the next ten years, he may be employing you. And God has ordained it to be so. You can't stop such a person and frustrate the person. Because your frustration will not stop him from becoming who God has ordained him to become. Am I complicating somebody here? Most of the time in life, people, God gives us opportunity to father people who sometimes may end up becoming bigger and greater than us. But if you lack, if you lack self-confidence and you are insecure, you'll be killing people you should be fathering. Am I complicating? You'll be killing people. You'll be killing people. There's somebody, a young man, who can join your law firm, and he doesn't know much, and he's all learning. But when you see him, his zeal, his dedication, his sense of duty, you can see that if at your age, at his age, he's running at that level, you can see that in the next five or ten years, he may be a very wild person. And you can make one of two choices. To nurture him and be part of his glorious future, or to decide that you will make sure that he gets frustrated. But listen, if out of envy you decide to frustrate him, understand that your agenda to frustrate him will not stop him from becoming who God has ordained him to become. At the end of the day, the only thing you are going to lose is that you are going to lose the opportunity and the privilege you had to have been part of his glorious future. Am I communicating somebody? That, that should be your attitude. That should be your attitude. That's godliness. That's how Christians live. Praise God. That's how Christians live. You are envious when you feel threatened or intimidated by the success of others. Number six, you are envious when intentional or unintentional comparison of your accomplishment with others makes you insecure or generate ill feelings in you towards them. Sometimes people compare us and they don't intend to do so, but they do it. Yeah. Sometimes people also deliberately do it. I'm not too sure that the women were singing because they wanted to provoke Saul. Out of their excitement, can you imagine these people have been in captivity for how many? 40 days. Then all of a sudden a man comes out and he delivers everybody out of this captivity and they are free. Out of joy and excitement. Wow. Saul has killed his thousands. So uh, David has killed his tens of thousands. Who really cares? At the end of the day, we had a common enemy. That enemy is no more. So whoever killed the enemy is not important. We are just glad and thankful that at long last, we are no longer under the captivity of the Philistines. Am I complicating somebody at all? But where your accomplishments are compared with others, and you feel threatened, or you begin to harbor ill feelings towards them. They say, Saul has killed 10,000. 1,000. David, 10,000, say, hey, this guy, I must eliminate him before he takes over. 
That not became Saul's agenda. I must eliminate him. The Bible says Saul eyed him from that day forward. Let's look at it again. Same place, 6 to 9. Their song was this, verse 7. Their song was this. Saul has killed his ten thousands and David his ten thousands. This, ma- this made Saul very angry. Made him very what? Angry. But do you know that at the time, the only person who could have mentored David to become a king was Saul? He was the only, the best person to have mentored him to become. But out of envy, he was actually trying to kill him. Are you trying to kill somebody God has brought to you for you to nurture? Are you? In your office, in your neighborhood, maybe sometimes it could be your, your, your siblings, your half-sister's son or daughter. You may not have a child and that person has been brought to you. And because this is not as it were, your biological child, you are doing everything to stop the person. Praise God. Very important. Number seven, you are envious when you harbor medros feelings, verbalize medros words, and take medros actions against others. You see, envy, the ultimate objective of envy is to kill. That's why it's important. When you see that people are envious of you, you have to be very careful the way you relate with them. Because ultimately, what they are looking for you, they are looking for you to kill you, to steal from you, destroy you, and to kill. The Bible said, the thief cometh not except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I came that you might have life. Medros people, people who murder people, always starts from envy. Starts from where? Envy. Because they think that by killing you, they can take over your inheritance. But let me tell you, any inheritance God has not given to you, even if you kill the person on the throne, you cannot inherit it. You can't. You can't. That's why people sometimes kill people, members in their family, and at the end of the day, what they expected to get, they say don't get it. You, you won't get it like that. Look at it. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 11. Saul is looking for him to kill him. Look at that. And Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the war with it. And David avoided his presence twice. And I'll be coming here very shortly. He avoided his presence twice. Go to verse number 12. Uh, the same place. 22 verse 25. 18, 22 to 25. And Saul commanded his servants, saying, Come in with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king had delight in thee, and with all his servants love thee. Now therefore, be the king's son-in-law. Verse 23, look at it. Saul's servants spake those words in the years of David. And David said, Seemed it to you a lying thing to be a king's son-in-law. Seeing that I'm a poor man and likely esteemed. Verse 24. And the servants of Saul told him, saying, On this manner spake David. Verse 25. And Saul said, Thus you shall say to David, The king desired not any dowry, but an hundred false kings of the Philistines to be avenged of the king's enemies. But Saul thought. Somebody say Saul thought. If you don't discern envy, somebody will kill you foolishly. Design it. Design it. And design it quickly. So it was like an opportunity. Come and become my son-in-law. But the agenda was not make, to make him a son-in-law. His agenda was to kill him. His agenda was to kill him. Listen, it's not every birthday party you must attend. 
time. You remember the other day how uh, Absalom killed his brother. It was a birthday party. Come, my sister, it's my day. He gave him something that he could not drink. If you go to a place where God does not want you to go, and you go and you drink it, and you quote, if I drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm me. It's a lie, it will harm you. Because you were not supposed to have been there in the first place. Am I communicating you? You are not supposed to have been there in the first place. That's what he wanted to do. Verse 29. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David. And Saul became David's enemy continually. First Samuel chapter 19, verse 1 and 2. And Saul spoke to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. Amen? Amen. They should kill David. They should kill. When certain people speak certain things and you hear it, I'm not saying go become an enemy with anybody who is, but when certain things are repeated again and again, you can see one after the other, every step he took was to kill him. Praise God. That's not the thing to say, uh, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. Listen, this is a visible weapon you can see is looking for you. The invisible ones, God will deal with them. The vi- Do you know that there was a time where the Jews were looking for Jesus to kill him and he fled? Even Jesus, who the commanded angel fled, be there and be talking. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. How do you deal with envy? Time is limited. One, when you are the subject of envy, when you are the one people are envying, how do you deal with it? And when you are also envious, how do you deal with it? One, if you are the one envied, when you are envied, you have to walk in wisdom. Walk in what? Walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. Sometimes people are envious of you, but you need them. You have to be wise. 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 You have to know how to relate with them. Sometimes people envy us because we, we make them feel insecure. Praise God. You, you can't so much help a person who is insecure. If somebody is insecure, there's very little you can do about the person. But if you need the person for a period of time, you have to be smart the way you handle the person. Praise God. Yeah. So sometimes you may not have to drive a certain kind of car, though you can afford it. Just around them. Am I complicating here? Yeah, you can, you, you can afford it, but you know that when they begin to see that part of you, they can easily begin to sign your death warrant. Be careful. Amen? Amen? Be careful. Walk in wisdom. Do you know that in spite of all that David did to kill, Saul did to kill David, he couldn't kill him. He couldn't kill him. Saul died in war, but the Bible said David died in a good old age, full of days, riches and honor. Look at what the Bible says, Job chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, and see how the Bible says, envy destroys people. He said, call now, if there be any that will answer thee, and to which of the saints will thou turn? Verse 2, he said, for wrath killeth the foolish man. Wrath killeth who? And envy slayeth who? Uh-huh. So if you are not a folly, or you are not a silly one, envy will not slay you. You shall not be slain. Amen. I said, you shall not be slain. So walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. It's not every party saw invited David that he went. Did you see that? They were he invited him. 
He told, so, uh, Jonathan, check out. I, I'm not too sure what will happen this time. Check out. So there are times, there are some dinners when they organize them. It may even be designed to award you. Just pretend you are sick. Am I communicating here? Pretend you are sick. When every time your, your name is mentioned here, your name is mentioned there, one office, your name is mentioned almost everywhere. And you are just talking, hey, I'm on top. Yeah, it's me. You know, I, I just know this job. Medicine, yeah. Yeah, because we were born with it. <laughs> wait. Wait until they kill you. When they kill you, finish, you will know that other people have been born with it. Number two, avoid close company with envious people. Avoid it. Avoid it. You see, learn to love envious people from afar. Wish them well, but don't bring them to your house. Amen. When you know someone is envious of you, has manifested in one or two. I mean, there are some pastors, me, if I'm doing an event, I will invite them. I'm a pastor. I will invite them. Some of them are, he said, at all. <laughs> at all, yeah, because she knows. We're doing a special event and she called somebody. And what the somebody passed? She was, she's not even a pastor, but she was shocked that the pastor said that. Praise God. I will invite them. But if he invites me to, I will send an envelope because I work in love. I'm not communicating. Yeah, I will send an envelope. I won't come, but I will send the envelope. I'm not communicating here. No, no. I'm not fighting with them. Not at all. But I won't come there. I'll come there. I'll come there. So avoid them. Somebody say avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid them. Somebody comes and every time he passes some uncomplimentary remarks about your car, about your children. About, and every time you say, oh, no, dear. Oh, cassava heart. The person does not speak by heart. It is of the heart. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If the person means well, his words towards you will be well. Somebody repeatedly says things, negative things about you. Meet you and he pretends he's all over you. And you can't read in between the lines. You will die as a fool. Praise God. Avoid them. Avoid them. Avoid them. Listen, love is a command. Relationship is a choice. Love is a command. You ought to love everybody. As a Christian, there should not be any problem. Anybody you don't talk to, you have any problem with, no. But to be closely related. When you are doing a party, call the people you know you love. Don't bring your enemies. It's not a time to uh, bring your enemies, no. Love your enemies does not mean that bring them to your party. If you saw Jesus, he only went to a place where he was celebrated. Yeah. yeah. May the Lord give you wisdom. Amen. May the Lord give you wisdom. Amen. As I close... When you are also envious, when you are the one who is envying other people, one, understand that the temptation to be envious is normal. Somebody say it's normal. normal. Yeah, because we live in a world where we are all not gifted the same way. So you'll be tempted to envy. But as for the temptation, you should not fall into it. You should not what? The Bible says, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. You, that, that you feel envious about... Uh, Betty, that's not me that fall into the temptation. When you fall into the temptation, where you now begin to take steps to destroy him, that's when you are falling into the temptation. So deal with the temptation. Lord, I don't know, but I think I'm feeling this way towards uh, Minister Abna. It's not right. Holy Spirit, help me deal with it. That's it. It's normal. Am I complicating? It's normal. 
But by the time you now begin to now harbor things, imagine things, and begin to concoct stories that cannot be found anywhere, that's when you have given into temptation. Number two, admit, confess, and repent. Somebody say admit. There are people who sometimes are envious and they will still not admit it. Not even after all the signs and symptoms I've given. After the seven signs and symptoms I've given, you can see that there are certain people you are not flowing with and you know that it's because of envy. Out of this teaching, and you are still saying, no, pastor, I think this one is just a funny feeling, you know. That day I was not just in a good mood. That's why. Listen, continue like that. Admit it and repent. The Bible says if you confess our sins, it's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all righteousness. Shakespeare said, to thy own self be true. To thy own self be what? You can lie to anybody, but don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Number three, understand and accept the fact that we have all been gifted differently. Somebody say we are all gifted differently. Yeah, some people were created fair. That's it. You are not fair. You are dark. That's it. Accept it. Just accept it that I'm dark. Accept it. I'm short. And flow with it. Praise God. Yeah, flow with it. Flow with it. You are born into a poor family. That's where you were born. Stop pretending and speaking uh, uh, high about people who were born into uh, good families. This is where you were born. That's where you were born. That's where you should accept it. Nobody can change that. Am I communicating somebody? There are people who are trying to change things that cannot change. Why are you bleaching your skin? The difference will always be clear. No matter how you bleach it, we can tell from your feet that you are not the same. Yeah, we can tell. We can tell. We can tell. When we see the people who are born fair and we put you side by side, it will be very clear. The difference is so clear. Praise God. We are all different. All gifted, but differently. Number four. Number four. Accept whatever gift and abilities God has given to you with contentment and gratitude. They went to saw, uh, the, this man, John, and they said, if you are the Christ, tell us. John said, no, they didn't send me as the Christ. I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. That's all. There are some of us, sometimes we decide to wear all kinds of identities that are not us. That's how come you can go to confirm you meet a doctor and somebody who is faking it. Quack doctor and he's in a, a, a lab coat. Yeah. Because people are not just like, they don't want to accept who they are. That The gift and the abilities God has given. You see, when you envy somebody, eh, the ultimate thing, the reason why God really gets angry with envy is because people who envy others actually tell God that God is a very stupid God. God is not wise. Why did you make me and bore me into the Pia Krofa family? You could have put me into, what's your name? Emmanuel. No, Emmanuel is not your name. Esibe. <laughs> huh? Why did you put me into the Esibe family? Am I communicating? Yeah, that's what you are saying. How come I am short? Well, you are not wise than God. How come I'm dark? You are not wise than God. How come I'm, I was not born in London? Well, God knew that if you had been born in London, by now, you'll be a hard drug addict. That's why you were born in Africa. You are not wiser than God. So accept who God has made you and flow with it. Turn to your name and say, flow with it. 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 
close with this. Learn to pray and give to people you are tempted to envy. This is one of the practical ways I found. Anybody, you see, anybody you pray for and give to, it is very difficult to envy them. Because in one way or the other, you are contributing to their greatness. When people are envious, they don't feel excited giving to people. They don't pray for them. Jesus knew that. That's why he said that pray for your enemies. Because you can't, you can't continue to relate to somebody as your enemy if you are praying for the person. The more you pray for the person, you see that the resentment and the bitterness in them is leaving you. Watch out for people who are not willing to give to you. When it's a special day, they come for your event and they come and they hey, see, all these gifts are for you. Listen, that's envy. That's what? Envy. Envy. It's out of envy. When people are envious of you, they cannot give to you. They feel that you have too much. And you should even be giving them some. May the Lord give you wisdom. Amen. I said, may the Lord give you wisdom. Amen. I don't know whether somebody has been helped today. Yes. One biblical way I said to deal with negative emotion towards others is to give and pray for them. It is virtually impossible to harbor negative emotion and feeling towards people who you pray for and people you give to. May the Lord bless you. Amen. May the Lord grant you understanding. Amen. Stand on your feet and bow down your head. He's spoken to us in diverse ways. You know the specific area that is addressing your life. Whether you are the subject of envy or you are the one who is the source of envy, deal with it. Open your mouth and ask him. In Jesus' precious name. In Jesus' precious name. Lift up your right hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today. Thank you for healing our hearts. And dealing with our hearts. Thank you that envy is rooted out of our lives. Thank you for granting us the wisdom to live and operate above envy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for spiritual sensitivity in dealing and managing envious people around us. We honor you when we bless you. That will fulfill our destinies because your wisdom will guide us. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Pastor Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory success and limitless prosperity to get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by pastor fuakwa please call 0540-122-670 or 0204-225-790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com get interactive with pastor fuakwa on facebook and twitter you can also visit our website at www.faithhouse chapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs>